0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 10 of On the Horizon. I'm your host Andy Whiteside. Uh, I've got with me a couple guys from VMware. I've got Eric Collette. Eric, how's it going?
1: Very good. Very good. Hey Andy. And Eric it's is a, um,
0: an architect that works with the channel, um, the VMware channel on the EUC side. And I got my email over here blowing up on me. Um, and Eric's going to help me interview uh, Max Esclair Esclair, I think I'm saying it right. Max is, Max is in an interesting situation, which by today's standards probably isn't all that uncommon. Uh, Max agreed to join us to go over his blog, uh, which is entitled uh, FIDO2 Support and Login Risk Score are now available in VMware Workspace ONE Access. And Max is working from home like most of us. And there's a construction crew in the background. So it, uh, we apologize in advance. Uh, but look, the show must go on and we're going to make it go on so max how's it going
2: going well going well thank you for uh thank you for having me appreciate it
0: max is going to try try to talk in between the uh in between the (laughs) jackhammers that go off in the background so max what's your uh what's your title at vmware
2: i am an associate product there it is sorry about that i'm an associate product manager uh on the workspace one access team uh
0: yeah, just keep rolling. There's nothing we can do about it at this point.
2: All right, I handle, I um, own authentication for uh, Workspace One Access as well as uh, some of employee experience as well. Yeah,
0: great, great. Well, um, let's do this since we're in an interesting situation here. Let's jump into the intro into the blog and what in the intro. What are you covering there to set us up for the 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 meat of it?
2: Yeah, for sure. So basically, what we um what we're, what we've, uh, basically released here, um, are two new features that, uh, allow us uh, that are kind of moves, uh, for, uh, VMware towards kind of, uh, a more passwordless future, uh, that we are looking forward, um, looking towards, I guess, uh, you know, one being login risk score and the other being, uh, Fido two, uh, Fido two being a, you know, a pretty widespread, um, trend that we're seeing in the market, a lot of different, uh, uh a lot of our competitors are, implementing you know, implementing uh, 502 features, as well as uh, you know, a lot of browsers are starting to support it. You know, native apps are starting to support, uh, native uh, operating systems are starting to support it, and it just seems to be, a, you know, a promising trend uh, that we're that we're seeing.
0: So back in the day, when I was a consultant, there was an authentication technology that come out, that came out that was it could tell how you typed your password, like the cadence on how you typed the keys. And I thought that was really interesting at the time, but it, you know, it wasn't quite good enough to make it mainstream. Um, so you guys are coming at it from a couple of angles here. It looks like login risk score. What does what does that mean?
2: So login risk score uh, ties in directly with um, a, another. Uh, our, our UEM partners uh, at VMware also have something called device risk score, um, where device risk score gauges the the device posture. Um, you know, whether the device is compliant, um, you know, what kind of device you're, you're authenticating from things like, uh, you know, a lot of different, a lot of, uh, um, uh, variables like, like those sorts of things that involve device posture, but for login risk score, uh, we actually take a different, uh, approach and take a, a view the problem differently. Um, we look at the, the, uh, variables around the actual login itself, you know, the, uh, the, uh, sorry, uh, the location of the user uh, when they log in, as well as um, some other, you know, uh, some other variables. And these are all taken in by um, the intelligence uh, side of VMware and uh, kind of put through their um, machine learning, uh, some sort of an AI process machine learning uh, algorithm, and it spits out a risk score uh, that... Uh, you know, will we'll help to gauge whether or not the login is risky or, uh, you know, trustworthy.
0: Now, is this login into the uh, virtual app or desktop session or anything else, or is this login once you're in the virtual app or desktop into other systems or both?
2: Uh, it, I, I believe it can be both. It's anything that can be federated through Workspace ONE Access, uh, whether that's you can log into, uh, you know, both the actual Workspace ONE Access client itself, or um, any, you know, virtual app or web app that is federated by uh, Workspace ONE Access.
0: Okay. Eric, have you had a chance to experience this before?
1: Not experience it. No, not directly. But I do see login risk score as being something very advantageous. Mainly, uh, I I see these type of implementations in credit card uh, businesses or organizations where they look at where a credit card is being used in multiple locations. And if it's been, I guess, skimmed. You would see it being used in multiple places that it can't possibly be, and therefore uh, have a, a certain risk associated with your transaction. This plays very well with the same same piece. Not a piece here. I, I well, love I the
0: idea. so device risk. Where I probably experience that all the time when I log into a account from a different machine for the first time, and I get an email to my email that says, "Hey, you know." new machine logged into your account. I, I guess that's okay. If it's not, let us know. Uh, I guess there's some type of algorithm that's figuring out, you know, the, the the nuance of that new login from a different device, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that we've had for a while now, but this, uh, but our, but our new login risks uh, like, uh, are definitely like our, sorry, if like Eric was saying, um, you know, we now can attribute, we can now uh, account for that, you know, what he was saying that uh, what we call the Superman scenario or the impossible travel uh, scenario. Yeah.
1: So in that space, when, uh, what about VPNs? Is there, is, I mean, it sounds like there are additional authentication practices we can use if you are exceeding the login risk. Is there ways to mitigate that or is that something can flip on and off?
2: I mean, well, login risk score is something that um, we're not allowing for, uh, to be a a primary uh, authentication method. This is a soft secondary. Uh, I get, yeah, like a soft secondary method that basically allows for uh, that allows for greater assurance. Let's say if a password is compromised, um, they can see, you know, it, has there been an impossible travel scenario? If so, we can go ahead and block that password. It's not intended to be used as a uh, uh, a primary authentication Prime. method.
1: Okay. Makes sense.
0: So, Max, is the uh, the default behavior just to warn and alert about this, or is the default behavior to say, nope, not going to let you in until somebody, until somebody allows it?
2: Um, hold on. Give me one second. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. It doesn't sound like they're stopping. So, <laughs> uh, the default behavior is actually configurable by the uh, – it's configurable by the admin. You can – you know, select you know the amount of risk tolerance. I guess so. The default behavior is dependent on the risk tolerance of the uh, of, of the IT administrator implementing uh, implementing this specific uh, authentication method. Uh, it, they can configure within the console, uh, you know, how high they want that risk score to be in order to for it to block or uh, to, you know, to block uh, logins or uh, allow logins. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, anything else on? Um on login risk score that we want to cover before we move over to the, the wild and wonderful world of FIDO2? Not from my side. Not from me. So I guess the uh, nirvana everything. of passwords is no password, right? So help me understand how what VMware is doing there, again, to get you into the Workspace ONE as well as to get you into other things from within Workspace ONE. What, what, is, what is that world shaping up to look like?
2: Well, I mean, once you're in Workspace One, uh, it, you should be able to. Well, depending, I guess, I guess, depending on uh, how your IT admins configured it, but uh, you know, it should already be pretty seamless uh, once you're uh, w- once you've gotten into the uh, the, the catalog. Um, but in terms of passwordless, uh, you know, first layer passwordless uh, experiences, you know, uh, FIDO two. Uh, as well as, um, actually, FIDO2 is probably one of our first moves, um, you know, aside from the whole mobile SSO certificate-based um, uh, authentication methods, FIDO2 is definitely one of our first moves towards um, kind of passwordless on unregistered, uh, either unmanaged or registered devices, um, you know our our managed device story is you know already very strong we have you know certificate auth uh we have certificate auth that allows you to you know SSO into you know multiple um into you know all your different apps um we have uh you know like device uh device compliance checks um you know UA, UAG UIG helps a lot with, or sorry uh, UEM helps a lot with that excuse me um but for Matt. Sorry, go ahead, please Maybe
0: it's better we walk through the block. So the first section is about sure. the, the three key benefits of Fido2 in general, and you've got security, ease of use, and flexibility. Can you just walk us through what you guys are talking about there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, Fido2 uh, th- these are pretty well documented um, uh, This is a, w- a well documented uh, thing that I basically pulled this uh, from uh, the words of the, of, of Fido. Um, you know the first ben- the first benefit of FIDO, of course, is the security that comes along with it. Um, this is a truly passwordless solution where uh, you know they use asy- uh, a a oh my god asymmetric. There you go, asymmetric, asymmetric. cryptography, asymmetric cryptography in order to uh, you know create uh, a super secure uh, a super secure uh, authentication. Between the end user and the and the uh, and the server. Um, not only that, but they also create unique credentials uh, between uh, between services. So if you're logging into Workspace One using a FIDO two authenticator, that's going to use a different credential than if you're logging into you know let's say you use that same uh, authenticator on I don't know, your Google account. Uh, it'll use actually different credentials, which um, actually creates you know a higher level of security. Um, the ease of use aspect is also really important. You know, we we can have the whole point of passwordless is, you know, for greater security, but also for greater user experience. Um, Users are prompted, you know, for basically it's like a one click. uh, It's a one click authentication. You click sign in with, uh, you know, Fido two. And from then on, you basically just use, uh, you use either a USB key or you use, you know, your built in biometric on your device in order to, um, in order to authenticate into uh, your, your, your workspace or your, your app. Um, and I kind of touched on it a little bit there, but uh, the flexibility this also allows for both at IT admins as well as end users is fantastic because not only are you allowed to use uh, a USB key for uh, authentication, but you also are actually allowed to use, uh, or are able, rather, to use um, Touch ID, Face ID, uh, you know built-in Android biometric like there there's a whole uh, a whole range of uh, different authentication methods that um, are That are enabled with a, a very simple Fido 2 implementation
0: And it talks about here it talks about browsers But this can work with uh, both the app as well as the browser access into VMware uh, Workspace one that is correct.
2: Um, we yeah. So for now, our initial release, uh, we are officially supporting uh, desktop browser use cases uh, only. That's kind of what we're you know initially launching with. Um, but you know we do have plans to you know uh, make kind of make this a more well-rounded, uh, a more robust feature in the future for uh, a larger amount of devices.
0: Okay. Hey Eric, before so we move on,
1: go ahead. Yeah. Uh, does this play well with uh, Passport then? Because it sounds like. This external ID is then tied to, you know, your workspace one UEM login, and now uh, that's my path to get to the single sign-on and get into the environment and start working, without having to enter a password in for any one of my other programs, applications, uh, SaaS-based solutions, whatever else. But uh, so it it has that handshake between not only Where you are, when the UB key to your Active Directory account, there's a there's a there's a thing that sits in the middle of there to verify those those different credentials that they're all connected. You almost have a chain of custody for the user identity to get into the environment. So is is that is Passport part of that? Um, Currently, we do not have any.
2: uh, We don't have any. You know significant plans, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, any sort of password, uh, passport integration, but, um, uh, you know, we are looking to, you know, uh, you know, make this photo two experience, uh, more, uh, unified, I guess, with the greater, um, with the greater, uh, workspace one experience as well. Yeah, so that makes no, sense. no, no, no concrete plans right now, but we do plan on, uh, you know, we want to make, you want to make it more, feel more, uh, a part of the, uh, the greater experience, the greater end user experience.
0: Excellent. Great. So Max, the next section of the blog, which is probably really useful for the, uh, the, the technical folks is how to set this up. It's, you know, there's some screenshots in here, but I think you can still probably walk through just the general idea of where you go and, and what you do to en- enable this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like I said earlier, um, super simple implementation. Um, the, the setup is you know, quite easy. Uh, if you're a Workspace ONE Access admin, of course, uh, you basically all you need to do is um, enable FIDO2, um, just like any other auth adapter uh, that is uh, part of the Workspace ONE Access arsenal, <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it. Um, you have to enable it within authentication methods, um, and the only difference uh, between uh, FIDO2 and other authentication methods is that you actually have to set up a uh, registration policy. Uh, with, uh, you have to set up a registration policy for end users uh, in order to allow uh, in order to allow your end user to uh, register uh, register a key uh, themselves. Admins are allowed to register FIDO2 authenticators on behalf of end users, Um, but in order to allow uh, an end user to, you know, during the login flow, there's a register button, and uh, for that to be enabled, you have to set up a registration policy, which basically, all it does is you uh, set up some sort of authentication method uh, before the registration of the key um, and uh, basically, it's just gating people from you know registering keys to random accounts and being able to uh, being able to register exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we need to first figure out who you are, what um, what uh, what account you want to register this new FIDO two authenticator to, and on top of that, it's also making sure that it is you, uh, it is it is indeed you who is registering that, that that key to that account.
0: And and maybe I missed it, but help me understand how it validates that it is you.
2: Unfortunately, this uh, you do have to set up some sort of other authentication method. So, um, in our screenshots, you know, we have password as the uh, authentication method. But of course, that could be uh, you could substitute that out for you know certificate auth for a more uh, passwordless experience. So, in order to register a FIDO two device, you have to be uh, registering it from a managed uh, managed device. That's an option, Um, but you you can gate this with uh, any hard hard first factor authentication method um, uh, that you know that your organization has previously set up.
0: okay. Eric, any additional questions on the setup and configuration here I know this looks like there's a section here once you get it configured uh, related to the policies that apply to it.
1: Yeah I mean, what policies do we have set up? what so can Max, we use? What? And so it's all general ranges our, of IP addresses.
0: Yeah. Max, in general, what's, uh, what's the common policy setups that we would have here?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, basically what we have as a default, kind of like the, uh, the, the, the I feel the most common is, uh, you set this up, you know, at least you set up for all user ranges, uh, and the, well, for right now, um, the officially supported, um, officially supported uh, you know, br- uh, device that we could be accessing from device type is web browser. So that has to be selected um, in the future. We do plan on, you know, expanding that, that support. But for right now, um, the user must be accessing from a web browser and um, you know, you could either set this up with FIDO2 as the first factor. You could have FIDO2 uh, potentially even as a hard second factor as well. Um, behind password, or you know, potentially even have FIDO2 as a first factor, and you know, password or uh, RSA, perhaps even as a, uh, as, a as a fallback um, security method, as fallback authentication method. Um, but the general uh, the general way that I see this being used is, you know, all ranges users accessing content from a web browser. Um, with FIDO2 as your primary authentication, and that should suffice for, um, no, that that should be a, a, lo- a good amount of uh, protection uh, for any sort of content.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I can see this in association with, a, a like, a vanilla VPN for the first time. They've got a local IP address. Basically, they're logging in from the local site and uh, able to authenticate from within that IP range, and therefore verified identity, identity almost twice in that approach, and then, uh, yeah, I can, I can see this as a nice gate to make that happen.
0: So, Max, how do we get started with Workspace One Access? Is that that's that's the official marketing name of it, right? Workspace One Access.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That is the official marketing name of uh, of my uh, specific branch, I guess of Workspace One. Um,
0: Yeah, and and Max, is that part of an acquisition or is that all built from the ground up within VMware?
2: Um, We used to be known as uh, VIDM, and uh, the catalog, the Workspace One, used to be AirWatch, Um, but uh, VMware did uh, acquire AirWatch, and that turned into Workspace One.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah,
1: and VIDM is VMware Identity Manager, so. Those who yeah, are familiar that, yes. with no worries, uh, but no those who are familiar with Identity Manager, this is the the uh, progenitor, or that was the progenitor for Workspace One Access.
0: All right, here Don't use big words. Progenitor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm sitting here thinking. If I'm a technical guy, I like you know VMware Identity Manager. Uh, if I'm a marketing guy, VMware Workspace One. Sounds like the right thing to call this. So how did, how did they get started if they haven't had a chance to try this yet?
2: Um, yeah, we, pretty easy to set up a, uh, a preview tenant with, uh, you know, some sort of demo tenant with us. Um, I don't have the exact, uh, the exact, uh, you know, method uh, at hand, but um, I'm pretty sure it's you know, pretty simple. I'm, Eric, you can you know, yeah. and uh, it could- hold me accountable here.
1: I'm not sure, but we may be able to do this through our test drive as long as it's been rolled out to that set. Do you know if it has in our uh, VMware test drive site so people can experience it directly?
2: It should have been. Yeah, we, uh, Fido2 definitely has been, uh, you know, is generally available to, you know, all preview tenants as well as all, you know, preview tenants as well as all uh, production tenants. So, yes, absolutely. It should be available in... uh, should be available in Test Drive for, uh, for anyone who wants to try it out.
1: And we can, and well, I'll just say anybody who's listening to this right now and wants to experience Workspace ONE access right now and uh, take a look at how it works, uh, contact Zentegra because they will have access to our Test Drive site and can get you kind of lined up with that whole solution, understand it, uh, play with it, get inside of it, start monkeying around. So that's, those are all options.
0: Oh, Eric, thanks for the free plug. See? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can always reach out to Zintegra. Happy to help. And also glad to help provide content like this. Well, guys, thank you very much, Max. Uh, when's your next blog coming out? We can have you back on. Uh, we'll, we'll
2: see. Uh, whenever the, our, our next move is, I guess, for, uh, for our password, the solution. Not quite sure yet. Unclear.
0: Well, Max, anything else you'd want uh, our listeners to hear before we, uh, before we let you go?
2: Um, no, I think, uh, I think that that's about covered it. You know, make sure hop on test drive, <laughs> give workspace yes. on access a try. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, Eric, anything you'd want to share with the group before we, before we adjourn? Nope. Uh, I think
1: that pretty much wraps it, but yeah, test drive is a great place to go. Uh in general, just to kind of fool around with things, if you need access, definitely connect with Zentegra, and we'll work together to make uh, sure that you have access to it.
0: Sure. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much. Uh, a pleasure, as always, and we'll get, this, uh, we'll get this up on the web and out to the RSS feeds, and people will be able to start listening, hopefully, uh, by tomorrow, which will be uh, March 23rd, I think. Yeah. All right, guys. Until cool. next time. Yeah. Thanks, thank you so much.